Headquarters, and this is Battleground, and today we are joined by the great Nicole Ambrose, committee woman for the state of Maryland. Nicole, thanks for being on the show. You're, uh, you're, you are a true patriot, always there on the front lines, and uh, wow, talk about the front lines in general quarters Friday night, or Thursday night. It was crazy. You're, you're alive. <laughs> Thank God. I am alive. I made it through the uh, domestic terrorists who descended upon D.C. from New York City. So, right, I, I obviously, um, since I'm Maryland committee woman, I was at our Republican National Convention. I'd been in Charlotte representing Maryland. And Charlotte was lovely despite the governor trying to lock down the whole state, clearly for political purposes, because, hey, I live in Maryland, and it is way more open than North Carolina. Um, and I mean, you could hardly get food there. It was that ridiculous. Um, and then in Baltimore on Wednesday, we welcomed Vice President Pence to Fort McHenry. And it was truly one of the most memorable evenings of my life. It was magical. Um, Fort McHenry, you know, it's just exciting to be able to welcome the Vice President to your home city. Um, and we've got such great history around here. And the fort was just beautiful. The weather was perfect. The vice president gave me an amazing speech. And I just cannot applaud our convention team enough. They planned three different conventions in two months. And I just thought the whole thing came off so beautifully. And then we get the Thursday. And the president gives this great speech, gorgeous, everything's lovely. Um, you can hear the protesters, you know, at times. Um, from inside the gates of the White House. And then they got so crazy on the east side. And by the way, while I'm inside the White House, you know, I head off to, um, you know, find the facilities. I run into one of my New York delegation members. He said on the way down, on the Amtrak train down from New York City, it was him and then the entire train was, quote, unquote, protesters. Wow. And come on now, all these poor downtrodden folks are not buying themselves tickets to head to D.C. to book this. And then we see these folks check into D.C.'s most posh hotels. I'm talking the Willard, et cetera, the nicest, most expensive five-star hotels in Washington, D.C. And then, you know, they stay up all night, um, not just trying to make noise, not trying to protest, but to violently attack people, Republicans, because they have different political views. Um, so anyone who thinks this was in the name of protesting and, you know, voicing one's opinion, no, absolutely not, not a one. These people were there to violently harass and attack anyone that was to the right of the political center. And, yeah, that's uh, really disgusting. We saw that. <clears throat> we saw all the many videos. Dan Bongino, the, the Rand Paul video was just horrendous. And uh, he said the exact same thing that you did, that when they, he was checking out the next morning with his wife, all these protesters were there checking out of the same hotel. Which is, yep. <laughs> you know, they're obviously paid. These are paid protesters. They are, they're, they're hooligans, you know? So, I, right, I've been going, right, working in D.C. for over 20 years. And it was so evident to me. So here, I'm with a Maryland group, right? We had 50 folks. We had about 30 left who had stayed till the end. 
And we can't walk out the East Gate, which is a half block from our hotel, where everyone's car was parked or some people were staying the night. We had to go out the West Gate. And it was, at first, I was alarmed, right, because I had a bunch of folks and several, you know, more senior citizens, shall we say. And I'm just incredibly alarmed that I have to make sure these people are safe and I don't know how to do it. And we had, you know, you had all the police officers out. You saw Secret Service folks. Then, like, I'd never seen Secret Service agents dressed like this. I mean, they had shields and helmets and, you know, here to fend off rioters that they were trying to leave the White House in front of us. Basically, it was like you were in a war zone. Uh, the way I made it back, because um, uh, our good Virginia friend Phil Bell was with us, he and I went ahead to each police car at each corner to figure out which was the next safe block to take people to because you couldn't get a taxi you know you couldn't get an uber you couldn't get a bus i mean it was and and then all the boarding buildings were boarded up and so at first right i'm alarmed and i'm worried for my folks and then i just got so angry so disgusted that here we have our beautiful nation's capital that i don't even recognize corners in our gorgeous capital the superpower of the world because these people hate America so much and want to physically attack and destroy us because they can't handle someone with a different opinion. Um, it was absolutely revolting. And, you know, the closer you got to the east side of the White House, I mean, every single building boarded up. You know, I look at places, stuff there for dinner or had coffee or had a meeting there, unrecognizable. You would have thought you were in a third world country. Yeah, it was so sad seeing that, and, and you're absolutely right. These people hate America. They're traitors. They're treasonous. They should be arrested. They need to go to jail. Anybody that attacks or tries to put anybody down because of a difference of opinion um, should not be treated this lightly. The mayor is a disgrace. She needs to resign immediately. She should have provided security for everybody, and they didn't do it on purpose. This was orchestrated, and it is disgusting. It is despicable. And this is not what America is about. And I'm glad you guys were out there and you made it through and you're safe. It goes to show that we will not cower. We will not, you know, bow down to anybody. And uh, you know what? With all that aside, that closing night was the most awesome RNC I have ever seen in my entire life. That was awesome. I'm so glad to hear you say that. I'm glad you loved it. It was absolutely amazing. And today we see, uh, you know, Joe Biden coming out. He makes more threats of violence, saying that if Trump gets reelected, the threats are going to go up and they're going to continue. Um, wow. I mean, just amazing. These people are disgusting. They are despicable people. Um, you know, they're trying to change his narrative, as you know. Uh, all the talking points went out yesterday to the uh, – propaganda machine, the super PAC of the DNC, the media, you know, with this narrative that um, that it's Trump's, Trump's riots and, and, and it's Trump's responsibility and fault. And we all know that that's not true because these liberal mayors are allowing these riots to continue and the president has offered to help and put them out and uh, they refuse. That's, right. that's and, what and they let's do. Just, let's just ask this question. So, because these people want to attack us because we have different political views, the only answer is to cave in and say, oh, yes, in America, no one can have any opinion but yours, the radical Marxist left who hates this country. Okay, so first of all, how absurd. 
absurd that they would even try to stand on that. But my second point is this. What has been the magic formula for these Marxists? It has been to find blue cities, oftentimes in blue states, right, where yep. you have blue mayors, Demo far-left Democrat mayors with Democrat governors who will let this happen. It's not the foremost job of an elected official in America to keep their citizens safe, regardless of their political beliefs. I would sit there and defend anyone's right to say whatever opinion they have, even if it's different than mine. I just want them to be able to back up why the, they feel the way they feel. It's America. It would be really boring if we all had the exact same opinion. This is disgusting. This is terrorism. Trying to attack people physically because you think, you don't even know you think they have a different opinion. For example, I mean, how could we demonstrate this better than these people attacking Rand Paul saying, say her name as they're trying to reach at them and tear them apart when he authored the bill. I mean, their ignorance is they're, just they're, they overwhelming. They, they are some of the stupidest and dumbest people to have ever walked earth. It is amazing, you know. And uh, I know you got to run, so I want to catch you with, with a couple more questions. Sure. One of them. Pelosi is already really pushing the narrative of no debates. We saw that. We've seen them play with that a couple of times. It looks like this is another round. And her push for mailboxes for election fraud versus passing another, you know, uh, another help bill, another CARES Act, right? We have the eviction moratorium uh, lifted. Uh, they're saying 30 million Americans can be facing that. We see, um, you know, the unemployment. We see the, the president trying to help with uh, with the executive orders, and I think that should take care of some, but not all. Um, also, the uh, payroll tax and some of the things that the president's trying to do. But it looks like Pelosi's going to string this out until September 30th, which is the deadline for the CR. What are you hearing? What are you seeing? What do you think? Well, obviously, she is going to pull out all the stops she possibly can. Once again, I, I have to ask for for any swing voters who get caught up in this. Don't they wonder why, oh, all of a sudden, right now, we're having a problem with a post office and mailboxes? Don't they wonder to themselves, why did I never hear about this till now? Why were these implement recommendations implemented? in part by, you know, Obama's postmaster general. Like, That's right. how, has the, how has the post office suddenly become such a political football suddenly in the past month? And, you know, I hear people blindly repeat these Democrat talking points. And, like, don't you have the intellectual curiosity <laughs> to wonder why all of a sudden you and your friends are all talking about this over your Starbucks caramel lattes? I, yeah. I just... I just really wish people would be a little more inquisitive. All this was an Obama, all this was Obama regulation. This was all Obama policy that's being implemented, yet nobody had a problem with it. You know, and like you said, these people lack the intellectual curiosity to even just grab Google on their phone. And it's pathetic. It is pathetic. I'm like, people, just do a little Googling. Come on now. It's amazing. I don't think they want to because they don't want to see the truth. It's right. crazy. And last but not least, Mac Love in Florida um, loses a job over uh, simply pointing out the fact that, you know, we should wait until all the facts are out before we make rush to judgments. And yet there in, uh, a few months ago there was a 
Democratic official that called for the death of Americans, and he's still working there. What the hell is going on in exactly. our state, in Maryland? So, I have to tell you, Matt is a dear friend of mine. I worked with him at the Department of Labor back in the day, and I have, um, you know, worked with the office he works at nonstop since Governor Hogan was elected. Mac and I, I'm all, I, I lead a charity in Baltimore City. Mac Love is the person that has helped every single one of those charities tirelessly. He has pulled up with Penske trucks and, and you know, some of Baltimore's most dangerous neighborhoods and helped me unload full truckloads of furniture, which he personally rented into, you know, apartment buildings so people would have beds to sleep on. He has helped deliver countless amounts of food for, you know, any numerous types of events and also to serve underserved communities in Baltimore. Um, this man has spent his every waking breath for the past six years helping the people of Maryland in the hardest hit neighborhoods. And, um, and he posts a meme and isn't even allowed to apologize for some people, you know, thinking it's inappropriate. Whereas we have Len Foxwell, Peter Francis' right-hand man, essentially saying that deplorables, meaning you and I, Ivan, and all of our fellow Republicans and anyone who supports President Trump should be gathered in a warehouse and gassed. So he can say we, genocide should be committed against us. And then later he is allowed to say, oh, it was just a joke. It was a joke. And he gets to keep his 150000 Yeah, but you know what? That's your job. Total, but Matt can't post a meme and apologize. Yeah, and that's, okay. and, that's total, and that's total hypocrisy, right? Because that's what a meme is. A meme is tongue-in-cheek, right? It is right. met as jest. So, if anything, that should have been taken as that and the other should have been fired. But you know what? Like, you know, Mac, I, I, I've met him in person one time in my life, but I've interacted with him tons. And I agree with you. This guy's a stand-up guy. I know he's been working with, especially with minorities, all throughout the state. He's just a stud. You know, one of those guys that always, I, I've seen him work with the Sheiks, with the, with the Muslims, with Hispanics, with Blacks, with, with everybody all the time, constantly reaching out, making sure, hey, is there anything you guys need? Let me let you know what the latest of the governor's doing. Always, always engaging. And for this, and to see this happen, you know what? I'm not going to sit there and, uh, and, and, and call anybody names, man. But, uh, wow. Just wow. I, I can't believe I'm seeing this on our own from this administration, from the Hogan administration. I figured he would protect his people a little bit better. Uh, I, I'm very disappointed. And I'm sure as this, uh, story gets more traction. Uh, he's probably going to feel the heat from around the country. So whatever, whatever delusional idea he had about running in 2024 just went down the current, just went down the toilet with, uh, with this story. So, you know, very, very disappointing, Nicolee. And I, I hope, uh, justice is served for Mac Love. He's a great guy. I know they're, uh, they're doing some kind of, uh, there's, there's some kind of website out for him or something, right, to show support. Yep, you know it, what it is? I, I just was texted at com, and I also hear there is a press conference coming up in Baltimore City at 515. So, um, yep. yep. All right, so 515 today, Baltimore City, a press conference for Mac Love and Stuart Surprise. Uh, and show support, right? So fantastic, Nicolee. I know you got to run, man. I hate 
I hate when you have to, uh, when, when you're on limited time, you got to come on the show and give me like an hour, man. I know. It's so great talking with my Hey, welcome back. Hope everyone had a great, great time uh, this week watching the Republican convention. Wow, we, uh, we certainly kicked the Democrats' ass. They absolutely sucked. They had a Zoom convention. They're still hiding Biden. He hasn't come out since then. Um, they're a disaster. We saw Kamala Harris try and come out yesterday with her bogus uh, preempting of the uh, the Trump speech and, and, and the evening and fell flat on her face, her typical crap of race baiting, which means they have no arguments. They have nothing. They are a bunch of radicals. They're crazies. They're Marxists and they need psychiatrists. That's what we need to do. Maybe we should uh, talk to Nancy Pelosi and put a psychiatrist bill into that uh, Corona relief package. Make sure these bastards get the uh, mental health help that they need. But anyways, hope you liked the show today. Uh, two great guests, um, retired Jet, uh, Colonel, Marine Corps Colonel uh, David Jonas, one of the top, top guys in the world on nuclear uh, proliferation, uh, breaking it down on the, on the Iran deal, uh, why it was a terrible thing, what he sees going on with the region, how he sees Iran playing forward, um, obviously voting for Trump as well. And then our good friend, Robert Arce, former law enforcement, narcotics specialist, uh, you name it, uh, talking about a whole bunch of stuff, especially um, how to stay safe, how to be careful, and how not to become a victim. So if you don't have a concealed carry, I recommend you go get one. And if you can't get one, then get a, uh, get a weapon, have one in your house, make sure you're able and willing to protect yourself. And we will see you next week. Have a great weekend, guys. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.